Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. Tell me if you've heard this one before. I have this staff person and they're not very good. Maybe they're outwardly bad or maybe they're just not at the same level as everybody else. I know I should probably fire them, but here's why I don't. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today I'm going to make the case for firing people fast by explaining why it's best for everybody if you just remove people from the team quickly. Let's start with why we don't remove people from the team quickly. There are three really big reasons why we don't. The first is that we psychoanalyze. We think, okay, well, here's why, here's what's going on in their life at home. Their mom is sick. Their husband's a jerk. I don't want to fire them while all this tumult is going on. Or we say something like they're not themselves right now. And here's what we have to understand is like, it's not our job to fix people. It's not our job to fix their situation for them. The second reason that we don't fire them when we should, even when we understand that we probably should, is that we take on their troubles. We say like, ah, oh, man, they need the money. Or if I fire them, it's going to create all this upset in their household. You think that it's up to you to like support them or to be the primary income, or maybe they've even been with you so long. You think like, ah, oh, they don't have any other skills. I have to keep them on board. But the reality is that we can't solve their problems for them. And I'll come back to this in a moment. The third reason that we don't remove somebody from the team when we feel like we probably should is that we're scared of the response from their client, from our clients or from the other staff. We think there's going to be some kickback. Like, what? You got rid of that person? Everybody loves them. Okay. But here's the thing. First off, let's, let's start with your staff and the reasons that you need to remove a bad staff person. Your staff want to do their best work and bad teammates hold them back. Dan Martell taught me this, but here's how it looks in practice. Let's say that you've got five staff who care a lot and are pouring a lot of energy into your business and into your clients. If you've got one staff person who is not doing that, they show up late or you know they just don't have energy or they're not like brushing their teeth, combing their hair when they get there, or they're sarcastic with your clients, or they're complaining all the time, or they seem lazy, that can have a demotivating effect on everybody else it pulls everybody else down because they look at that staff person and they think, man, that, that guy's not trying as hard as I am. Why doesn't the owner remove them? And if that goes on for too long, they start to think like, well, I must care more than the owner does because I would remove that person if I was in charge. They suck. Like, why doesn't the owner see it? You know, and then eventually they think, well, if I care more than the owner does, then I care too much. And so they start caring less or in many cases, they even start adopting the behaviors of the person who needs to go. If you've ever been in a sports team before, you know this phenomenon is true. When you're playing against a better team, your game goes up. You play better. When you're playing against a worse team, your play goes down. You just subconsciously adjust your game to their level. And if you've got somebody on staff who is not playing at the level, everybody will adjust their level down to meet them. They actually have a demotivating effect. They hold everybody else back. 
your staff, the, the number two thing here is that your staff are looking to you for leadership. So they're, they're waiting for you to make a move. They don't feel it's their place to complain about the staff person. They don't feel like they should address it with the staff person. You know, it's not my job. It's not my place, but they're waiting and watching and they're hoping that you take action so that they can do their best work. And by removing the weakest member, elevating the entire team. So the staff are looking to you for leadership and they want to do their best work, but a bad teammate is holding them back. These are the reasons that you need to remove bad staff people right away because of how it's affecting your staff. Do it for them. The other people that you have to keep in mind are your future staff. One way to think about a bad staff person remaining at the table is that they're taking the chair of somebody who would be better. Uh, Emerson, a poet, wrote, hardly know when demigods go, the gods arrive. And what he was talking about was when somebody who's almost perfect leaves, it creates a space for the perfect person to step in. Now, this sounds like poetry, woo-woo, I know, but this has happened so many times in my career where I had no idea that somebody was looking and waiting for a job who would be a perfect fit, a real upgrade for my team. And I didn't know that they wanted that opportunity until the opportunity arose. They didn't see an opportunity and so they didn't raise their hand. They didn't speak up. They never said, hey, Chris, if the opportunity ever comes up, if there's ever a place for me, they just didn't do that. They were waiting for the opportunity to bonk them in the head. And if you think about it, you've probably done this too. Uh, I got hired as a writer, my first writing job, because everybody else got fired. And there was such a big gap that the company posted on Facebook that they needed writers. I was very passionate about their company and that topic. And I said, I'll do it. But I, what I should have done earlier was say, hey, if you guys ever need a writer, I'm available and willing and passionate about this. And then they would never have gotten to the point where they needed somebody. So back to your business, who are you holding away from your table by keeping a lower quality person in their chair? So not only are you harming your current staff, but you're also restricting future better staff by keeping somebody around who probably shouldn't be. And then finally, most importantly, is your clients. You might think your clients are happy, but they won't always tell you when they're not. Surveys are never a good idea. But if you're sitting down with your best clients and you're hearing things like, well, that staff person really isn't up to the level, you know, most people won't say that. Uh, they don't want to be impolite. But more than that, they think that their negative feedback is going to come back and bite them. Right. Like if you're sitting down with a client, and you're like, hey, how's your training sessions with Billy going? Oh, you know, they're fine. You know, Billy is different from you, but, you know, I, I think it's working out. If you hear that, you have to know, like they're holding something back. The, the client will never say, Chris, I got to tell you, Billy's terrible. He's a bad representation of your brand. Because what they're worried is that I'm going to say to Billy, hey, Anne told me you're terrible and you're a bad representation of my brand. And then it's going to come back to Anne, right? People try to avoid conflict in their own lives by not sharing problems with you. So I guarantee you, and if you've been in business for a while, you've, you've experienced this, you see a couple of problems with a staff person, that staff person leaves or you, you remove them and boom, you hear 10 more problems. Once they're gone, everything comes out of the woodwork. Oh, that guy was so terrible. You wouldn't believe it. You wouldn't, you know, one day I showed up here. He was in the gym without a shirt, uh, just doing like biceps curls in the mirror. He was late for my appointment. I wasn't going to tell you, but blah, 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 right? Like 
all this stuff comes out after the fact. And I guarantee you, your clients are holding that stuff back from you right now. So there's three reasons you need to remove uh, a bad staff person. Number one, you need to do it for your current staff so that they can deliver to the level they want to do so they can do their best work because they care a lot. Two, you need to do it for your future staff. A bad staff person is keeping them from working for you and doing a better job. And three, most importantly, you need to do it for your clients because they have complaints that they're not telling you about and they would probably rather leave your business than create bad energy or or tell you, right? Because they don't want it to come back to them. That means that as your job, it is your duty to remove the wrong people from your staff. And that means you have to understand how to do it best. So how to remove a bad staff person best? The best way to remove a bad staff person is fast. You should do it briskly. Keeping a bad staff person around sometimes feels like I'm giving them another chance or I'm just being kind or I'm waiting for the perfect time. And that's what you're telling yourself to justify your own procrastination. But what you're actually doing is torturing them and torturing yourself. You think like, oh, they don't know that I'm mad at at them, but they do, right? They feel that tension too. They know that there's friction. They know that they're not doing a good job and you are just prolonging that agony by keeping them around and saying to them reassuring things like, oh, let's try it this way or let's give it another chance. All you're doing is drawing out their death and that's torture. You're, you're making it tougher on them instead of being clear and saying like, this is it, or even this is your last chance. Here is what has to change by next Friday for me to maintain your employment here. Okay. The general rule that I like to fall back on is if I can't see this person working for me in a year, then it's my duty to not keep them for a week. I'll say that one more time. If you wouldn't keep them for a year, don't keep them for a week. It's not our job to fix people. They are smart enough to figure out their life on their own. It's not up to us to provide financial security for them. In fact, thinking like, oh man, he's not going to know what to do without me. Or if I fire them, it's going to cause massive financial stress in their home that I don't want to do. That's your ego. Your staff people are smart. They will figure it out. They will get their life back on track. They will land on their feet. They will get another job. They will get retrained. You are not ruining their life by firing them. In fact, by removing them quickly, you're giving them a great opportunity to get back on their feet. Final thing, when somebody is fired and the end is in sight, the best thing that you can do is get them out of your business and just buy them out. Like leave today, I will pay you the two week severance if they're an employee or whatever that is. I'll pay your last invoice if they're a contractor. Like I'll pay you in advance, I'll pay you early so that you have a buffer to get to work finding a new job. So if it's an employee and you have to give them two weeks notice, you should ask your accountant or your attorney, here it is, we're done as of today, and you know, use the next two weeks to find a job. If they're a subcontractor, hey, what I'd like you to do is submit your invoice up to today, this moment, I will pay it really quickly, like right now or by the end of the day. That way you've got a bit of a buffer to figure out what you're going to do next. I want to give you a good running start and the best opportunity to grow, but it's not here. And that's the key. Instead of drawing it out, you know, you just, you do what you can. You give them a solid push off your dock so that they can go out to sea and get a good start on their next journey, but you don't hold them in your port because their boat is taking up a berth from somebody else and just, you know, kind of like messing up your dockyard. 
I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. Replacing a staff member is never hard. For me, what I always have to do is ask myself, am I willing to do this hard thing for my staff or for my clients or for my family? And ultimately what it comes down to is, am I willing to make the best people in my life sad, angry, frustrated? Or am I willing to make this person sad, angry, and frustrated? And when I ask myself that question, it's really not a hard choice. If that helps you remove a bad staff person faster, that's great. Thank you so much for your service. Thanks for listening to Business is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog post or podcast that I put on the Business is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.